Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you had the most amazing week. I hope this week has brought you nothing but joy. I honestly hope that for you. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, the podcaster of this amazing podcast. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about life. I'm going to talk about wellness. I'm going to talk about mindsets. I'm going to talk about self-care. I'm going to talk about mental health. I'm going to talk about it all. In addition to doing those things, I also always try to find a story that happened on these internet streets when it warrants, because I do believe that we learn a little bit more about ourselves when we hear things about other people. At least that's the hope and the goal. Thank you for listening. I need you to do me a few things. First of all, you're doing the first part and that's listening. Let it play all the way through. Let it play. Do your workout. Fold your clothes. Get into it because these conversations are meant to uplift. They're meant to hold you up. They're meant to educate. They're meant to just, again, to be seen, to be heard, all of the things. That is what they are meant to do. Okay? Always. So do that. The second thing you could do for me is to, again, share this episode with someone else. Someone else may be able to get some type of understanding of themselves, their life, and all of the things. Share it. Lastly, go ahead and review it. So we're listening, we're sharing, we're reviewing, and in that order. My week has been pretty good. It's been heavily uh, inundated with media events. So this means being invited somewhere, arranging somewhere to do, but just being all over the place. That is how my week went. Very much heavy laden with a lot of um, media things. And I and I don't enjoy it. I mean, I mean, sorry, I do enjoy it. I don't want you to think that I don't enjoy it because I do. Um, so that's how my week went. Now, fast, let's, let's rewind going to the Kurt Franklin uh, concert because I did tell you that I would come back and tell you my thoughts. Here are my thoughts on the Kurt Franklin concert. I thought having the amount of people that he had, I thought it was a perfect amount. I don't think he could have pulled it off. Matter of fact, I'm full on aware he could not have pulled it off by having more acts on um, because it takes time to set all this up and try to make everything flow the way that it needs to flow. So Kirk Franklin's concert last week was an amazing concert. It was very solid. It was a very solid concert a few snacks here and there some things that could have been you know a little bit differently however a great concert now if you don't understand why would I be talking about Kurt Franklin on this week over a concert that I went a week week before two weeks ago my episode was about Kurt Franklin because of his documentary about him finding out that the man that he's that he knew he didn't even know that man his whole life but the man that he knew that passed was no was not his father and that another man would come out and be confirmed by DNA that is his father right so the title of Kurt Franklin's newest album that just dropped today is called Fatherhood or Father's Day I should say now with that being said, 
the conversation that we had two weeks ago, and then you add the hat and all the different things, I must say this. Kirk knows what he's doing when he can gather all of us to pay our money without a problem to go and see him. Number two, Kirk did a great job of trying to incorporate fast songs, low songs, in between songs and all the things in one place. Honestly, I thought I would have to go like overboard to try to figure all the things, but he did a great job of putting all these different artists together. And I was a very appreciative of that. Some of the artists I would not say were my favorite, but everybody gave a solid uh, performance that, that, that can't take that from them. A very much solid performance. The title of this podcast says, what do you love? What does having what you love or being around the people that you love or doing the things that you believe you love, how does that factor in to your wellness and your wellness plan? First and foremost, every last person should be finding at least one activity that they enjoy, right? When I ask the question, what do you love? Answer that honestly amongst yourself, right? Ask yourself what it is that you love about you. What is it that you love in your life, right? And I know we love money, we love different things, but that's not what I'm talking about. What do you love, right? I like going to bookstores. They make me happy, right? So as I journey on, especially with dealing with my mental health and wellness, I'm going to be doing mental health wellness checks. When was the last time I did something that I loved? When was the last time I took a moment out for myself, When was the last time I honestly felt that I was being surrounded by love? Do I feel safe in the environments that I am in that knows that if I need to take a break and take a step back because of the fact that I'm trying to figure out what it is that I love and loves me back? What if I needed to take that break? Am I around the right people? And what does love and loving the things or liking the things that you enjoy in life, what does that have to do with your wellness? Well, first of all, wellness is not something that's just become a keyword, an SEO word, meaning it can be tracked and all those different things. Wellness and liking what you like and having the whole mindset of, you know, accomplishing the goals comes from setting the goals, comes from being vigilant. And sometimes that also means being honest when you don't like something. You can find a tactful way to tell somebody you don't like something. But the episode title is, What do you love? What do you love? What do you love about yourself? What truly makes you feel absolutely empowered and empowering? Ask yourself that. Don't tell me the answer. I want you to ask yourself that. What do you love that brings a smile, a genuine smile to your face? Because the more that you smile, the more that you bring in other elements that are, you know, safe and all those things around you. When was the last time you laughed, a big belly laugh, a laugh that makes other people laugh around you because joy is infectious? When was the last time you had that moment? When was the last time you made yourself a priority and said, I will get to this, but before I get to this, I need to take care of me. When was the last time you did that? Wellness is about taking care of yourself, your body, your mind, and your soul. And when you're around the things that you love and when you're around the things that you like, and especially when you're around them for a small or even a larger, more, you know, period of time, 
being around people that you genuinely love being around the things that you genuinely love can make a day go just that quick it can make a day go just that quick because wellness is taking the time out for yourself and what do the two have to do together if you've ever been in a season of depression you know one of the first things that's going to take place is again within reason it's going to come from not having the things that you need so for instance when you love something get around it when you like something get around it let's be honest Let's be honest. I do like a cocktail, but it's not wise for me to get around it and take it in and do overindulge and all that stuff just because I simply like it. This is when you have to learn checks and balances when it comes to your wellness. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you did a check-in? How are you feeling right now? Lots of questions, but only answers you can give. Wellness is important. How you take care of you, how you look at you, what you say in front of your to yourself and in front of your kids or however you, whoever you live with. When was the last time you took a time out for you? When was the last time? Right? But in addition to that, in addition to that, I want to bring up the fact that being around what you genuinely love sparks something on the inside of you. Now, it ain't going to, you know, heal world hunger and it's definitely not going to make even your problems go away. Nope. So let's be real about that. Being around what you like and what you love can be the determining factor about how you look and view yourself. When you are taking care of yourself, drinking your water, minding your business, trying to balance, doing this and doing that, oftentimes it's just pure adrenaline that sometimes gets you through. Have you ever had a moment when adrenaline took over? Right? Have you ever had those moments? They're overwhelming. <laughs> They're overwhelming. So what do you love? What do you love? I like solitude. I like spending a little bit of time by myself. Not that I don't love being around my family, but I do like being around and the spaces that make me personally happy. A few years ago, I took a trip to Arizona. Arizona is in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. I should say Phoenix, Arizona, because Phoenix is in Arizona. And this was a solo trip. Now, the purpose of a solo trip, even being a married woman that also has three children, is that fact that I want to go somewhere where I can get all of the elements that I love. So I did a lot of research. I like heat and I mean lots of heat. I love it. I'm okay with heat. Me and heat go together. Please don't tell my husband, but he already knows. Me and heat go together. So my husband and I decided that this year, we were this, this particular year that we were going to take our own personal solo trips. He was going to take his, I would take mine. We made a family vacation and then we had a little vacation between him and I, but it was imperative that we did a little solo trip. Now, I did my research about where did I want to go that was not Philadelphia, obviously, that wasn't somewhere adjacent. I didn't want to go to like a Delaware or Maryland. Like I really wanted to spend some actual research figuring this out. So I said to myself, what's more important to me personally? What was important to me? What would make me smile while I'm on this amazing vacation that not a lot of people can do because, you know, money be tight? Well, I said I wanted heat. I wanted a pool. Um, and I wanted some place where I can be adventurous. So I began the research process and in the research process, it brought me to Phoenix, Arizona and even Sedona because I did go and make some stops in Sedona and all of the things. 
Now, what happens when I'm on a vacation, a solo vacation to be very much exact? During a solo vacation, I don't have to share my food. I don't even have to make amends with people when they don't want certain things that I do because I'm on a solo trip. So I get to smile, be happy, take in the fact that I have the best of cocktails. I had the best of drinks. I'm laid out. I'm sun tanning. I am sleeping in. I am getting out. I'm making adventures. I'm taking, I even went on some excursions while I was there. I had a ball. All of this happened because I asked myself, what did I want? What did I love? So I framed the solo vacation to give me all of the elements of the things that I loved. And I was able to pull that off by going to Phoenix, Arizona for a week, a full week, not that weekend stuff talking about that's the week. No, I mean an actual full week. Not everybody's blessed to do that. I am full on recognizing the blessings. So during this vacation, I enjoyed, again, I said my food, I didn't have to share. I like to eat outside. My family does not. I like to be in the heat. My family does not. I had a moment to replenish and fill my cup based upon the things that I simply loved. Listen, if you think a vacation is going to solve your problem, it's not. Do you know how many people say I, I need a vacation from A, B, and C? But the reality of it is, is that they just don't recognize the things that they like and love. So during my trip, I got in hold of all the things. I was super adventurous. I did all of the things. It gave me the most peace that I've hadn't had an experience in a long time. What you like, what you love can be a part of your healing journey, right? It's, and, and, and when you can't get to it, right? I know all of us, I, I can't even imagine somebody not wanting to go on a solo trip outside of a safety measure, meaning that they didn't feel safe or they felt scared to take that initial step. I've heard that, but most people would love to be able to do that because again, having your own time to do you without anybody's input is, it's a beautiful thing. What do you love? What do I love? Outside of solitude, outside of quiet, outside of a solo trip, outside of taking a simple uh, walk or whatever the case may be to go to an amazing coffee shop. I like to sit around books and read, right? Those are what make me happy. I am aware that they make me happy even before I would even overindulge with them. So what do you love? When you take care of you, you'll recognize that more. You'll tap into that more. You'll be more susceptible to find it a lot more. It's imperative that you do. So this episode is titled, what do you love? Think about that. Don't get back to me. Think about it. Uh, wellness will help you to figure things out when it comes to being around the things that you like and love, because it gives you a, a burst of energy and joy that literally can fix. It won't fix your life. Like having joy and happiness is two different things. When you have joy, it could be all hell breaking loose, but you're confident in the fact that you know that eventually it'll work itself out. So you're telling yourself and you're convincing yourself and you're walking this thing out where you're like, I'm not going to let everything, like a couple things may get to me, but I ain't going to let everything get to me. But life, life, life happens. So sometimes you might find yourself in a most depressed mode. Like I talked about last episode, you might find yourself in a seasonal depression mode where again, you don't feel like you have hope when you know you do, you know, you do because you've been through this point before. So you're aware that you do, but you can't always correlate that into real life. What do you love? Who do you love? Who are you around? 
And are they good people to be around? Listen, everybody, mm, we all got that friend or friends that just ain't really right. We just kind of tolerate them. They just a part of the circle, the bubble. But what if the people that you're kind of like on the fence was all of a sudden they decided, well, I'm just going to be super mean. I'm not going to be. Would you stay around somebody that's super mean and all these different things? Some people do. Some people do. Some people are aware that they can't be around certain things and certain people and they still go around them. It just doesn't make any sense. Who do you love? What do you love? When was the last time you just poured into your own cup? How does that help with seasonal depression? It will cut down how long you're in that depressive mood. Last winter, I talked about this last episode. Last winter was one of my best winters. It wasn't that I was so booked and busy, so I just didn't care. Don't save me. You know, like it it wasn't about that. Your wellness plan has to include being around things that you like and love. You got to like and love because you, you just got to. Can your likes and your loves change? Yes, as long as you're in this human body, you can change. Your likes and dislikes will change because as you get older, things don't settle the way they need to settle. I can't eat a double cheeseburger no more like I did back when I was in my early uh, 20s or late teens. Like I can't do that anymore. I used to love them. I used to like them, but they're just not good for me. So your likes and your loves can change. The process of making sure that you're always checking in with yourself will be more beneficial than you can even imagine right? Or have you been around somebody where you don't ask enough open-ended questions so you get that one word response? It's something about that one word response that literally gets underneath my skin. Like it gets underneath my actual skin. I can't stand it. Think about yourself in that same manner. Are you spending more time with people that you know are not right for you? Are you being around people that you know don't have your best interests in mind? And then telling yourself that you like them and love them when you know you don't. That's called self-discovery. You're going to figure out some things. You may fall, you may bruise, you may, you know, do all the things. But self-discovery, when it comes to your health and your wellness, especially when you're trying to figure out what you like and love, will go together. And the more that you allow the two to come together, you'll be in a better spot without even recognizing it. Right? You just kind of will. It will work out. Did you know that October is National Depression Education and Awareness? Does not mean that you're speaking this into your life. Whether you say it or not, you can be in a point of depression without ever saying the words, I am depressed. Like it doesn't hinger and linger around you until you say it and then it just drops down into your spirit. That's not how depression works. Depression comes on you when you are least expecting it. When you think everything is great and then it's not, something can trigger and move that way, move a depressive mood into you and onto you, to be honest with you. You know, everything could be going great. I've had those moments too, where everything's going great. Then all of a sudden something will trigger you and then you've, you got to recover again. How do we educate the people around us about mental health and wellness when it concerns the fact that again, we have to have opus, open and honest conversation. How could this be October being mental health and uh, de no depression awareness and education when we are afraid to speak up? Because we know that some, not because if we know somebody is going to judge us, we know that somebody is going to judge you. Every time a person is finally able to, you know, get their lives together, something happens. It usually does. It tries to test you and try you. So. 
what do you love? It's October is depression, awareness, and education. You can use your own personal platforms. This means when you go out to a family member's house and they're telling everybody about how depression is unreal and people just be making up stuff. Do people make up stuff? Yes. Every day. But is depression some type of thing that you just make up? Uh, no. Depression, anxiety, mental health and wellness issues, they're very much real. They very much happen. They're unfortunate. This isn't magic. <laughs> you can't like and love your way out of stuff that deep. It's not magic. Talk about depression and things like school. I appreciate that my kids' school will do check-ins with them as well. When you stop asking your kids, hey, did you have a good day? Because you know what they're going to say. Yeah, I did. I had a good day. And reality of it is, they just pack it up and wrap it up. Because uh, honestly. Ask the people around you open-ended questions. Such as, if my kids say, I had a good day, I'll say, what made your day good? What Did you experience a moment today where you felt like you were overwhelmed to the point where you felt some sort of emotion where you were crying, you were upset, or you were angry? Did you feel that today? What did you do when you felt that? How did you handle that situation? When you're hanging in, you know, girl time, you're hanging out with your guy friends, have you checked in with people? Have you done that? Have you asked the right questions to your friends and made sure that they were okay? Or, have you had a conducive conversation that if they weren't okay, that they could feel safe enough to speak with you? Because listen, one thing that I've learned, I heard somebody say this and I don't remember where I was when I heard them say it, but they said, you know, especially when you like, when you're raising kids, oftentimes we say to our kids, of course, that they could come and talk to you about anything. But when we are having conversations with ourselves, with our friends, well, not with ourselves, but you know, with a small group, with our friends, with our family, and we're talking about certain topics. Oftentimes our kids uh, could possibly be hearing this and especially as they get older, because as kids get older, we can't always hide conversations from them, right? Even when we keep a kid out of grown people's conversations and we just, you know, keep them in a kid realm, they're going to find out certain things. They're going to have questions, right? So I, I say all of that to say this. Have the conversation. Have the conversation with everybody that you possibly can. Use your platform to educate other people so that they can stop saying things like, don't speak that on you as if that's going to happen. We got to educate our, our environments that we're in so that we can live in peace and harmony because you'll never know when you may hit a situation where depression or anxiety takes over. Don't you hate it when somebody invalidates your feelings? Don't you hate it when somebody invalidates your experience? There's no way you should have depression. You're a straight A student. You can't tell kids that. You can't tell grown people that. You can't say things like, well, you know, depression doesn't exist. It only exists in your mind. Maybe you need to be praying up more. You can pray. I'm all not, I'm not against prayer. I just want you to also use some good common sense. Be honest. Because the only people holding the dishonest bag is going to be you. Talk about it amongst your friends. Talk about it amongst your people. Make sure that you're clear with people that again, is it okay to be to not be okay? It is. But how do you judge the people who are not okay? Like we get the first part, we never get the second. How do you act around people 
You're talking about educating the masses, using your platforms, whether it be in this type of form or not. Being open and honest with those who are loving and caring for you in their own way and small or big. We have, or I should say, I have what's called a turn signal light system for my depression or wellness. When you're in that green, everything's going great. Life is good. Everything is up. You don't expect life to hit you. So when life does hit you, you go into that yellow. Unless you don't go and you continue going on and then you just find yourself in moments. No one is expecting to be depressed. However, you can, you can do the work to find out and look at some of the triggers that you may be experiencing. That's going to call from you to write things down, be aware is a certain type of holidays. And also, do you think that it's a coincidence that National Depression, um, National Depression Awareness and Education, do you think that it's a coincidence that we're talking about this in October, knowing we only have a few months left of the year, which means that we're going to go right into Thanksgiving or Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it is not going to take an arm and a leg to get there. We're going to get there relatively quick. Like if you didn't have a game plan for that, it's, it's going to happen, whether you have one or not. But we are going to have to get to the point where we're honest, where we talk, where we uplift. When you don't put down because somebody else's depression or somebody else's mental wellness looks different than you. Because we're different. Like we are all different individuals, collectives. We're different. So talk about it. Talk amongst your friends, family. One of the things that I said to another individual this week was when I was talking about my postpartum depression, I talked about the fact that I've said this plenty of times. I went to work and smiled like nothing was wrong and people still could figure it out that nothing was right. Did you hear me? Like nothing was wrong, but they could see that nothing was right. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it does hit us. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a scary situation. We just find ourselves over, overtaken. We find ourselves caught up for the most part. Look at your triggers. Look at the patterns. Pay attention. But why are you paying attention? Make sure you take care of your mental health. Make sure you take care of your wellness. Make sure you get around things that you like. Get around people that you love. Find a way like, trust me, I need you to find a way. I need you to find a way to take care of you better than what you've been doing. Because if you start to get sick, everything and everybody that depends on you is going to not have what they need. And the spoon just, <laughs> I find people have to be honest. When I was in my postpartum depression, the people in my community, the people in my circle probably needed the same level of education than, that I didn't have because I didn't even know I was in it. And if I was educated a little bit better, the people around me also need to be educated. This is why. When you're not around people who understand and know something about something, they can give you wrong advice. 
For instance, when I was at my postpartum depression, when everybody was telling me to go to sleep, that was actually not the right advice. The right advice was if you're recognizing that you're having these emotional outbursts after having a baby, it's no longer lasting and you're crying and you're upset and your emotions doesn't seem like they're all out of whack and you're finding yourself in an emotional distress after having a baby crying more than a week, you need to talk to see your doctor and have a conversation about what you're feeling, how you're feeling and the thoughts that are going in your mind when certain things are happening, when that baby is crying, when you're upset, when you're trying to find a balance between this whole mother thing, whether it's your first or your 15th child. Educate yourselves. We need to be educated ourselves and we need to educate our circles so that our circles can help us to get to a better health before, before it becomes super problematic, before it becomes a thing. We have to educate the people that are around us because I'm telling you, if my tribe had been more educated, I probably could have been a better, I could not necessarily been better, but I could have been in the process of healing a lot sooner. But I had no idea, not a one, not an idea that I was in a postpartum depression state and didn't even know it because in my world, because I also have high functioning anxiety. I was still never hitting a miss. My kids were eating well. I took very, very good care of them. I took them out on field trips during the day because I was not working. I was at home with these little kids, but I didn't even recognize the fact that again, my emotional outbursts, because they became so prevalent, I just didn't know what to do. I needed help, but didn't know how to ask. I didn't even recognize what level of depression or even that I had depression because I thought as long as I was smiling, happy about this new baby, um, that everything would go all right. But it didn't. It didn't. And so eventually I discovered, yeah, should probably go talk to somebody. And I did. And it was the best decision I could have ever made. Because I don't think I would even be remotely at the place that I'm at right now without that moment happening. But it can sneak up on you. Anxiety can, for me, it sneaks up on me. I feel like I have social anxiety and I know it doesn't make any sense because I am out and about with different events in the city, but I still have some type of social anxiety. So that means that everything could be going okay. And then I find that I have to interact with people that I'm not real familiar with, or I have to interact and be around people that I'm not necessarily the number one fan or they're not mine. And it can become so uncomfortable that again, some people are just debilitated by fear. The second they are afraid, they just shut it on down. There ain't nothing that can be done to fix it. Like nothing. So let's educate our circles so they can recognize. And also too, your friends are not your therapist. So although I want you to be able to have conversations about depression and mental health and wellness, uh, you don't need to therapize your friends. I mean, I know even therapists who don't do that with their friends, they give them that boundary that they're not going to do that because again, they want to have their own experiences. I want you to experience your own and everybody isn't equipped. They're not equipped with what to do in a situation. They don't have all the answers. Some of them don't have none at all. They'll tell you to pack up and leave your family because you're in a depressed mode when reality is, is you just need to tell them, Hey, I need you to fend for yourself for a little bit while I go and do A, B, and C. Simple. Sounds simple, but not always as simple. 
So we're going to educate our people. We're going to educate the people around us. We're going to have conversations about the different things. What should somebody expect? If you get into a, what's called a caution, like that red light signal, you get in from a green, you're on high, you're on a roll, everything's great. Then you hit this yellow. And before you know it, you didn't have a chance to slam on your brakes because bam, you are at a stop. A stop in life is real stop sign. You're at a stop. You're at a stop. And it's uncomfortable. I don't know why people don't talk about that more, how uncomfortable it is when you're in a depressive mode and a depressive state, because you know that you feel like all eyes are on you and you, you know, everybody's watching your every move, but to be in a depressed state when everybody is around you is like happy go lucky. It's irritating because you're just like, well, why, what's, what's wrong with my life? Why I get to have my life look like this and be like this. We have to educate. You got to know that when you're even in your most highest of moments, life can life. Right? It can life can life. It can. So I want us to be more aware of that. I want us to talk about it. I want us to be open about it. Have you ever had to change your circle? Have you ever had to change your circle either organically or just uh abruptly? You know, you friendship breakups that they, they do happen and they hurt, they hurt like hell. They really do. They really do hurt. But sometimes when you have to change your circle because your likes and your and your and your desires change, you have to understand that it is a process. It, albeit, albeit an uncomfortable one, it is still yet a process. If you find yourself having to change your environment, as difficult as that is, or it may feel that it is super difficult, I want you to keep in mind. That on the other side of that difficulty, hopefully will be the point of you becoming a better version of yourself. Honestly, I know that it's uncomfortable. I've had to do it. I'm not telling you something that somebody told me or something I heard, you know, some elders say. I know for a fact what it feels like. But recognize that on the other side of that is going to be so much better. You are deserving of a decent life. Whether you live with anxiety every day, whether you deal with some sort of health or mental health wellness issue, you should be able to live a solid life and be around the people that will build you up and have the life choices that you're going to make to make sure that you're where you're supposed to be. Now, why was this week so heavily laid with media events? Because there was a thousand and one of them, a thousand and one of them. And this weekend, I always tell y'all to do something special for yourself and all those things. I'm still going to do that. But this weekend is going to be heavily as well, like a whole bunch of things that need to get done. However, I still am a firm believer of putting pauses, stops, and breaks into your schedule. So I've already went in and added my media breaks, added my media time, because it is very imperative. Like it's super important for me to have breaks and put stops because this week has been weaking. Um, I think I've had an event this week almost every single day. But beyond that, beyond that, <laughs> breaks are important. I love what I do. I love creating content. I love connecting with people. I love networking. But one thing is for sure and two things are for certain. I have got to make sure that I have always put breaks because for me, one of my triggers is, is being too busy to recognize that things are already gone left. This is why I do a mental health check-in with myself as often as I possibly need to, to have an honest assessment about where I am. 
while I'm doing the things that I love and being around the things that I like, because I know that while I'm doing those things, it is a part of keeping my mental health intact. It is helping me to be a better person. It is helping me to check in with my mind, body, and soul, allowing myself the freedom to create. Also making sure that if I need help, I'm asking for it. I'm doing all of these different things. But like I said earlier, life can happen at any moment. So when life does happen, I want to be better equipped to handle these triggers because I don't like it. I like to, I like structure. And I have a, my son is the same way. He likes structure. So when you deviate from the plan, it doesn't always work out for either one of us. So we, we kind of like structure, right? And there's times when life just doesn't come in a structured settlement, like not structured settlement, but just doesn't come in a structured box. Like there are so many times when life is just going to come and it's going to come pretty rough. Sometimes it comes a little harder than others, but it does happen. Now, why am I telling you about the fact of structure versus unstructured? When you're dealing with your mental health and wellness, when you're dealing with the fact that, again, being around things that you like and love will help you to be in a better mental state, when it doesn't, when life does not afford you to just be in the bubble that you're normally in, what is your game plan? What do you do? Do you know what you're going to do to combat the fact that things didn't garner the way that they need to garner and you need to make a step another plan? Like, how do you handle plan number two or point plan number one point? one point B like how do you handle the stress of unseemingly schedules that doesn't always align how do you handle that because how you handle stress is going to matter about your wellness plan do you even have a wellness plan I have one my therapist and I worked on this a few years ago especially when the pandemic happened about having like the stop signs so you got the green you're on the go you're doing all the things then yellow creeps in because while you're doing the things you forgot your key you've locked yourself out the car you've done all these different things and so now you're about that moment where you can either stay 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 in that green and pick it back up again or you can stay in that that's felt that flustered situation and hit straight to red, which is going to be already crashed up, already done, already good, already experienced it, just all the things. I want us to become better. And that's that's easier said than done. Like, I don't act like I'm some Houdini, like, as long as I've recognized the change, I just went along with it. Uh, no, I'm not a yes person. So, I just want to recap. What do you do that you love or that you like? How can the things that you like and love make you a better person? Well, one, you're doing the things that you like and love. It brings a good peace and calm and, and happiness into your soul because you feel like you're finally getting to the point. You're doing all the things. Liking things and being around good stuff, especially when it's good for you. Now, listen, if you keep following behind some man, you're a woman, you're dating this man, and you discover that he's just continuously doing certain things, that's not a him thing, that's a you thing. So, it is the weekend. It is Friday. Friday. It's Friday. I want you to have a great weekend. I want you to have a great weekend. And again, I want you to do the things that you like and that you love. Again, when I say like and love, I don't mean things that are like, you know, 
that are going to be harmful, things that are going to be overindulgent, things that are going to, you know, tap into things that's going to bring you some type of level of, of issues down the line. I want you to find the things that speak to you, that really resonate with you, that bring you a good sense of joy and peace. There's one thing about joy and peace. They don't have any ties to, to anything, which means you can have joy and peace even when all hell is breaking loose. You don't have to have your, your, they don't have to be anchored into anything else. You need joy and you need peace. So finding those two things, learning to become balanced, making sure that you're being vigilant, having conversations with people around you and in your circle and in your communities to express to them things like anxiety. What is that? What is social anxiety? What is seasonal depression? What is, you know, what is all these different levels of wellness and mental health? How can I be better equipped of either helping somebody that I love to get through this moment or at least helping myself to get to a better place? Like for me, when I'm having my lows, thankfully they haven't been lasting for like months, but that doesn't mean that I've never had the situation happen. Like take care of you. Be around things that mean something to you in a good way. I get it. I've been in love before where I've done stupid things. I've been around people just for the sake of being around or to stay relevant or whatever the case may be. Be who you want to be. In addition to being who you want to be, make sure you're making good choices when it comes to your mental health. Get around good people. You need good people in your circle who understands and you need them good people to be educated as well because this is National um, Depression Awareness and Education. So I want to educate you. I want to make sure you understand that there is different levels. So have the most amazing weekend. I do not have a drink of the day. I have been trying to get away from the drink of the day, but I'm sure I'll bring it back at some point. Kurt Franklin's album is new out is newly out today. So if you want to listen to that, I've listened to a few things because I wanted to make sure that I was knowing what I was talking about when it came to his music. So I did have, you know, I try to do all those things. His album is out now for those who are fans of his. It's called um, Father's Day. And we all know the story by now about Kurt Franklin finding out about his father later, 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 I'm like recently, right? And the turmoil that took place from that. Well, now his new CD called Father's Day is out and it feels like he's making peace and amends with the fact of his new quote unquote normal for him over there where he's at. So spend some time with yourself. Spend some time honestly asking open-ended questions to those that you love, especially for those that you want to protect, those that you want to make sure is okay. Do that. All right. Have a great weekend. I will be back next week with Conversations with Toy. Thank you for listening. I hope that you share it and I hope that you review us. Have a great weekend. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.